Welcome to the ADG Podcast. I'm Jacob. And I'm Darren. And this is episode 17. One right. seven. How, how, how the hell did we get to 17 episodes of this show? Very slowly. Very slowly. You know, we, but it's going to be another good one, Darren. Oh, it's going to be a great one. It's going to be one that's going to fill your soul and your stomach with good stuff. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with some sports. Yeah. So obviously we got a jam-packed show, but we'll start with sports because me and Jake, we love sports. And obviously it's really down to the two main sports that are currently finishing up their their seasons. In the NHL, Blues, Bruins, game, they'll be going, they'll be playing game five. Game five, that that series is tied at two, going back to Boston. It's been a very uh, yin and yang kind of series, you know, hot and cold series. Uh, Game three, Boston came out and just lit up Jordan Jordan uh, Bennington and the St. Louis Blues, and they won like seven to two. It was a blowout. And then game four, Blues came back, and they they won their first ever Stanley Cup playoff game. Uh, final, their Stanley Cup final playoff game at home. First time in team history. So that's good for them. Game five goes tomorrow, Thursday in Boston. And going to the NBA, we got to talk about those red hot Raptors. Yeah, well, they're playing right now. They're playing right now as we are recording this. (laughs) Game's on in the background, sir. (laughs) Exactly. Game three is on right now. Uh, series series tied at one, and Jake, you had to love the atmosphere in Game One, seeing Jurassic Park. Yes, thousands and thousands and thousands of people lined up uh, supporting uh, Canada's only NBA franchise. Yeah, and Game Two looked really good until the wind just kind of got out of uh, the Raptors' sails. But how you know into the, in the second yeah. quarter, and it's like game was over. You could just tell these guys were exactly. just not playing as well as they could, and team yeah. didn't have that support it was kind of weird like it's the second half of an NBA finals game you know first time ever and then it looks like everyone wasn't even in their seats I'm like what are you doing you know at the concession stand when you have right. an NBA finals game going on at home at home it's exactly crazy. your first ever you know yeah exactly so now, obviously, they're on the, they're on the road playing in the tough, tough place of Oracle Arena in California. Uh, but you know, they really have a chance to you know take control of take back control of the series and go up two games to one. Uh, no, no, Kevin Durant. Uh, they they just said that uh, Clay Thompson is not playing tonight. So Aww. two two of their biggest weapons not in the lineup tonight. So this is a must Toronto, win. This is a, a must win, win for Toronto. Yeah. They have to win this game, especially. If, well, let's look at it. Let's look at it this way: if you're if you're a road team playing in a tough environment, playing two games, you you want to win at least one. Yeah, Get one you, win, come one. back home, and then you have home court for uh, um, uh, a make or break uh, game five. So, so there you go. So I'm expecting a big game from Kyle Lowry tonight because he needs to step up. The first two yep. games, he's been pretty quiet. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard is going to do what Kawhi does, but Kawhi can't do it all himself. They no, need the whole team else. needs to step up they just need, like yeah, game one. Exactly. Well, everybody. Everybody needs to contribute. Game one, uh, uh, Pascal Siakam was on fire. I that, you know what? play that well. He looked like a young Hakeem Olajuwon there at times. It was great. He really did. He really did. So obviously, it's going to be a big, uh, big test uh, tonight as as they tip the ball off right now. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, elsewhere, there's really nothing else going on. It, well, Tiger, there's some there's some Lions there, news. Yeah, there's a Lions news right now. Obviously, talking yeah. about uh, 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 training camps and um, and and they're still. Uh, Going into mandatory training camps and still no slay, no snacks. And what is your opinion? Because Darius Slay and uh, Damon Harrison are going to stay out of um, a holdout out of mandatory mini camp. Yeah. So what is your what's your opinion on that? Because uh, I have an you know opinion what? on it. 
they gotta have they gotta pay these guys. Slay's been your best cornerback ever since you drafted him. He's he's your only good cornerback. Give the man his money. He loves Detroit. He loves playing for this team. So might might as well pay him. And snacks. Right, but you, they, they restructured his contract a couple years ago. He gets more money. He's yeah. almost as high as you can go as as in his position. There's right. only so much you can give him. He's not that he's valuable, but not that valuable. So it's, True. These guys already make decent amount of money. They were restructured. Oh, yeah. They have oh, decent yeah. contracts. You can only take so much. Remember, the more these guys take, the less money you have for everything else. And this team needs a lot more besides these two guys. Oh, exactly. So, so that so that's what's going to happen. You know, I, I think the big thing is getting Snacks Harrison under contract because he's he is easily one of the top five run stoppers in the entire league. Right. Safe to say. So, and, and you got him for, for a fifth round pick, which is unbelievable. So you've got to do your best to lock him up. Yeah, definitely. Another controversial thing, and I want to get your thoughts on it, that mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, uh, yes. the reason why he's still not on uh, um, good terms with the Lions because the Lions still owe him money. And he says, like, we would be all good if, if, they, pay, if they pay me that money. Well, what it is is... This is this is my favorite player from the Lions, which yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not really liking right now because he's being a douche. Yeah. And what I mean is, he retired and severed his contract. Therefore, he had to forfeit I think about a million bucks back to the Lions. Right. So he wants that money back. Well, mm-hmm. if you think about it, he already made a hundred million dollars from this team. So you're gonna go that way over a million dollars that well you ended your contract exactly. uh, for your own choice not the team ending its contract so yeah as being exactly. my favorite player i still gotta look at it from that perspective that don't be an asshole the team that gave you a hundred million dollars and a career mm-hmm. yeah fine you guys didn't win anything but you broke records you're you know you're one of the best one of the icons in this team this mm-hmm. team's history yeah you, you can't hold out for Oh, they gotta give me my money back. Well, technically, it was their money, so it's it's just a pain in the ass. Because I don't want to hear their shit. You know, you, you know, it, there's so many good things in the community. It's like, exactly, can't you just understand. Yeah, it's weird. You you you, you hear this all the time, like you, when they during the whole Barry Sanders things when he just abruptly retired. You know, right? That was that that one was a little bit more wrapped in secrecy this one is pretty like out in the open why exactly it's just like we'll, we'll be good just pay me a million bucks i'm like you, you've done you, like the, like you said detroit gave him his career you know he he he, he he's he is the, the the lion's greatest receiver ever i'm safe to yes, say yeah. and, and, and and like you're allowing the lions not to like honor you like put you up in the ring of honor or you know, retire your jersey just over a million dollars. Exactly. Really, does that make Again, any sense? And he's a millionaire. Yeah. No, it doesn't. He's a multi-millionaire. Exactly. So, like, for something like that to happen, you know, uh, hopefully they can, you know, he can, he'll shake his head right, and you know, and and they can fix this. But I love to see Calvin Johnson's uh, name and number retired at Ford Field because that's no, where that he would be. Deser- yeah, no, that would be great. That's where he exactly deserves, he deserves it. But... You know, he needs. Because yeah. because he, he needs to be a, an ambassador for the Lions, like Barry Sanders is right now. You know, exactly, exactly. So and don't, uh, and don't be petty. Exactly. Don't be, yeah. don't be petty. Jake, I, Jake, he, he might be a future garbage person of the week. If he keeps going the way he's going, <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, exactly. So just and one more Lions note I want to pass along. There's rumors, nothing's confirmed yet, that the Lions. May be featured on HBO's uh, Hard Knocks uh, training camp. Would you As like much, to see? Would you like to yeah. see the Lions on Hard Knocks? One, yes. Two, it's not going to happen because the other team <laughs> well, in contention but, is. Look at the other team that's in contention. That's definitely going to. That has a good chance of doing it. It's the Raiders. Yes. With the personalities they have, with the attitudes yeah. they have, like, all the drama that they have, that's yeah. way more exciting than watching. Matt Patricia and a moo moo and a pencil walking around the locker room, <laughs> high fiving people. But, 
but Matthew I, Stafford I, going um 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 all day. It's, it's, it's but, way more exciting. But I, I look at I look at this and I look at if I'm a producer's point of view, and when you talk about like good stories, you know, to tell, and you gotta like the story of Matthew Stafford, especially his what his wife has gone through in the past couple months. That makes for compelling TV, you know him. You know it, it does, but that's not what the fans of the show will want to see. They'll want to see the locker yeah. room drama, the players gritting it out, whatever else sure. is happening in the locker room. But Personal like, story, I don't know. Lions are basically boring. That's what I'm trying to say. But 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 they make shows like this to shed light on teams that you would think are boring, but they're actually pretty interesting because they feature a lot of. Uh, players who weren't drafted, undrafted free agents that, that that you end up rooting for that, oh, I hope he makes a team because the guy has such a great story. So, like, I, I, and plus, I would love to see a lot more uh, national spotlight shed on Detroit, you know? That's true. That's like, true. Now, didn't we have an undrafted free agent tight end that we, we knew? Oh, they, they, no, they, no, they, never have, mind they have multi. <laughs> they have multi tight ends. And, Do we try to get well, him on the show? Yeah, we'll try to get him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard he, I heard he's a pretty good dancer. No, no idea. I deleted him from Instagram. <laughs> he's banned. He's banned from the banned. show. He's banned. He's banned. We have so, a ban. That, so that's really pretty much it in sports. Uh, next nice. week, well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly uh, who won Stanley Cup, who won the NBA Finals, because we'll and how we feel and, about that, and how we feel, and if we care or not. And and also the Maybe. Tigers still suck. So there you go. <laughs> well, that is honest truth, there, right there. There you go. So that's sports. Sports. All right. So you know what? I I did take one for the ADG team yeah. this weekend. Yeah. And I saw the uh, monstrosity of <laughs> the Aladdin movie remake. <laughs> Arabian Nights. Yeah, that except in Will Smith's voice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jake was like, stab me in the ear with a fork. Yeah, there was a couple of songs I was like, well, he should not be singing. <laughs> I'd feel better if he made it into a rap. But uh, anyway, <laughs> let's just uh, let's just go from this. Yeah, I took the fam. Mm-hmm. Went to see it. Oh, man. It was a long two hours. Now, let's just say, from the start, I'm a big fan of the original. So I'm mm-hmm. a little biased. Mm-hmm. Now, this one stayed true, but 80% to the original. So that was a good thing. They didn't venture too far away, story-wise. Actually, the story was exactly the same, but they didn't venture out too much of the away from the original. What stuck with me, though, is uh, the dialogue. They tried too hard to be relevant to the current type of audience. So you would get some jokes from Will Smith cracking like you know new age jokes that would be relevant now and some of them were good made me laugh some of them were like eh, i don't know there's just it's a few moments he was being uh, big willy style there for a bit but um the cgi was good actually it didn't look as bad as i thought it was gonna look um it was actually really well made Ah, music was the same as the original, you know, just redone. The whole Will Smith singing two songs was like, nah, I could do without it. Uh, entertaining, yeah, it had some moments. It was very, very colorful. I see why kids would go see it. Um, yeah, the same storyline as the original. Nothing that would make me want to see this over the original, because mm-hmm. I think Robin Williams was way more, uh, pulled you into the story more, but Will Smith tried. But like I said, it's still too. Um, they, they try to bring it too into this. Uh, um, what I'm trying to say here is try to bring it to more relevance now than the old one was, and I don't think that worked very well. So I, I would definitely not rewatch it. But it, w- it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, so you, there you go. So Jake, for being all negative towards it, you know, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. I'd give it a two out of five. Two out of five, okay. Yeah. So there you there you go, folks. If you're thinking about Aladdin, <laughs> two out of five from uh, right. Mr. Mr. Jake. Uh, That's right. So, make sure you tune you know. in next week. Jake is going to go review Rocket Man. Big Elton John fan. Jake loves Elton John. 
Elton John is awesome. And yeah. speaking of which, I did see him live in Vegas. Look at this guy. Yeah. Jake, there was some expensive ass tickets. Jake is a but big was, Elton John fan. I am. I really like Elton John. It was, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Red Piano tour that we saw in Vegas because nice. Celine wasn't there. And I'm definitely not going to see Celine Dion. I don't need none of that <laughs> shit in my ear. But Elton John's like, hell yeah. I love you. Let's, let's do this. Front row balcony still costs you like 300 bucks a piece. But it's great show. It's Elton John he's, in Vegas. He's, he's insane. And I, I'm actually going to see this movie. Just not at the movie theater. Yeah. No, I don't have looked, time for that. It, Godzilla it came out. I got to go see good. Godzilla first. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's next. But anyway, from a negative <laughs> review to a movie, to let's talk about something five stars. Okay. Five stars. Yeah. Okay. Our music feature for this week is actually an amazing, amazing artist. Uh, his name's Aaron Barry. And he's from Australia. He's a come from a land down under. Right. <laughs> yes, but um, his his history is is kind of kind of cool to look at because he was born in a um, northern English village, and like he used to, would listen to like uh, Aerosmith, Michael Jackson, and Dan Warren. So he had a good good upbringing music wise. He was actually a, a a model in New York City, a fashion model. Um, he did a couple, a uh, little bit of uh, Lo- uh, London Law School too. So he went to school for a bit. Right. Uh, so he, this guy, did a lot of stuff. But since he made it to Australia, he decided to put an uh, album together, which is still in the works. And the first single off of it, it's called Naked. Uh, real, really great track, awesome video. Uh, is what we're gonna feature today, because um, as soon as. You know, he sent me a track because we communicated and stuff. I said, I'm like, I love this song. I want to feature you. He's like, no problem. Boom, boom, boom. Gave me the a uh, couple versions of it. I'm like, no, we're going to get the original version. I don't need the edited version. We don't do that. We, I want the real thing. So I get the real track from Aaron Barry of this title track, Naked, right here on the ADG podcast. Give it a listen. We'll share it on our pages. So... Here is Aaron Barry, Naked.
That was uh, Aaron Barry, Naked. Again, we're going to post this uh, with our uh, show, this week's show, on our Facebook channel and uh, Instagram, because Instagram is blowing up. And uh, check him out. Awesome artist. You can see everything we just um, talked to you guys about him. It's all true. Like, you'll see the guy. He just did all the work, you know. He's really trying to get himself out there. Awesome artist. Great sound. You know, we're, we're trying to do some different uh, sounds right here on the podcast and got some R&B going. It's great. You know, oh, branching awesome. out right here, Darren. We're branching out. We're branching out. We're Like you said, we're worldwide. You know, that's great. You know, we, we, we can, are. We can, it's great that we can connect with someone in Australia, play his music, because it, it just shows you how talented everyone is in the world you know yeah. it's not just local we're not, we're not limited no we're not limited like we're we're glad that we have amazing oh, local yeah. talent here in windsor and essex county but like just think that like the, our little podcast is you know reach all the way to australia that's that's mine that's mine it's like the second second time in our first season we've reached all the way to australia exactly you know so, so who knows maybe, yeah. maybe next season we get some russian rap music you know who knows what that, that that would be my limits <laughs> but from talking uh, movies and music, let's talk about my top five today. Top five. Top five. And we're going to generate our focus because our, our main um, surprise for our episode today is food related. I have a food top five, Darren. Food top five. My favorite top, yeah. top five. So my list is top five food countries in the world. And I'm going to spin it in a way where. These are the top foods, uh, food, I'd say genres maybe, uh, okay. that you'll find pretty much anywhere you go. Very popular. So, for, and so, every, every, so a lot of people so, like these types of foods. Okay, so if I'm traveling ab- abroad, you know, I can always... And, yeah, anywhere you go. You go, you go from these foods. Windsor, Toronto, you go to the States. Yeah. You go anywhere, you go abroad, Europe. These are some of the foods you're going to seek out. Yeah. Uh, and you, you're gonna know there's something uh, that you can find. These are the top five you find around the world. Great. Here we go. So at number five, Indian food. Mm. Indian food's very popular because yeah. of the spices and the sauces, the curry. Um, yeah, it's it's just everywhere. I love Indian food. I, so, I love yellow curry. It's a, a, so you're a big spicy guy. Not really. No? I just I like their flavors, I like the mix of flavors. It's really good it. stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Number five is the taste of India. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Spanish food. Olé. That's right. Now, uh, this is gonna be a little confusing. The Spanish food, if you think about it, has a lot of different things. A lot of seafood. Um, 
a lot of mushroom uh, dishes in the Spanish cuisine. Uh, olive oil is 90% olive oil is made in Spain. So if, uh, they use a lot of olive oil in their food. So that's that's something that's really popular and be surprised how much that influences other cuisine. But it also travels into my number three. Number three, Mexican cuisine. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I love the I tacos and burritos. Tacos and right. some... Uh, <laughs> Like real, we're talking about real Mexican. Real, See, the same, no, not Taco not, Bell. Not no. the stuff at Taco Bell. No, it's no. A real deal. You're, we got to like, remember, like, yeah, it's African and Asian people inspired Mexican cuisine. <laughs> you know what I mean, like it's the, the way it is now, and then exactly. they just, you know, so that's 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 very popular. You know, nice fresh. Number two, no surprise to anybody, French cuisine. Oh yes, the baguette. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than that. I'm sure there's more. I just like saying the word baguette. I guess. Baguette. And you know, well, it's usually you know, it, it's it's very fancy. It, it, they make well, things it, in a creative way. Yeah. Can be. But, they make them creative. It's yeah, always but, a lot of butter. We know oh, the butter's what it is. But so it, it, it's not. It's not just like you know that they have. Are certain dishes just the way that they prefer uh, that they perfect uh, foods like French breads and French cheeses? Yeah. The presentation of it, yeah. The presentation, of course. A friend of mine who is a chef always told me you you eat with your eyes first. So yes. Well, I uh, no comment on that. Okay. <laughs> and number you one, see a take? No, I just shoved it in my mouth mm. as fast as I could. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> No comment. Yeah, Number right. one is something you and I agree on. Yeah. I know it. Before even asking you, I know you and I agree on this. Polish and food? It's gonna, no. And it's going to lead into our interview. And number one food around the world that everybody um, can find. And it's number one country in the world for having the best food. Italian food. Oh, yes. Without a doubt. Without so many a shadow of a doubt. Right. A- so, anywhere from my pizza pasta to the yes. to the different regions that have signature dishes uh right. it, 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 italian food from all over italy not you know you don't have to you don't have to go to like rome or venice or you know sicily for you know the best italian food italian food is it, the best it's italian everywhere. food is everywhere you know everyone does exactly you know uh the same dishes differently. They use different spices. They use right. different meats, sauces, etc., etc. Exactly. And 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 again, this is it's most popular because you can find it everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. So our top five would be Indian, Spanish, Mexican, French, and Italian. Now, why why are we doing a top five? There's a couple honorable honorable mentions here, and no, it's not American. No, <laughs> not American. It's not, not did did Canadian food fast make the list? Absolutely not. Oh. No, no maple syrup here. What? No, no, no love for the Pol- Polish food. Didn't make it either, but and, uh, and I and I love it. So I know, <laughs> bummed out. <laughs> I I, I would I would kill for a pierogi right now. Don't Anything. don't even tell me that because uh, the Caras- carousel nations is coming up. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'm making my schedules. Oh, the wife's sending me like my uh, updates. Like this one's coming up. This one's coming up, so I'm just like adding, like, okay, this German, like, Polish, we're going. yeah, like, the uh, German, Greek. the Polish one, Fantastic the Greek, Greek one, obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's gonna be crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm so wait. fat. I have vacation so coming fat. up. I'm eating. That's why people like. That's why I, when I work out, I work out so I can eat. That's the whole point. Yeah, I work out while eating. <laughs> that's about it. Well, got to lift these plates of food. <laughs> and one, and two, and bite. That's right. Side of crunches. <laughs> Left hand, right hand. There you go. Okay. Well, yeah. And there you go. Italian food leads us to our next topic. All right. So, on the topic of food, we have an amazing special guest with us here on uh, this week's edition of the ADG podcast. Uh, if you follow her on Facebook, Instagram, so anything, anywhere on social media, you know the, the, the name Cooking with Nonna. Well, the, the, the lady behind 
Nonna is uh, Rosella uh, Rago uh, or Rago. Is, is that how you pronounce your last name? It's Rago. And I think Rago. that's the first time anyone's referred to me as a lady. And I'm like shocked right now. <laughs> All right. Like All right. I'm about to, to turn start. 32 and awesome. I can't believe oh. I'm a lady. You are a lady. That's right. Yes. Oh boy! Uh, usually, I always screw up the intro, so we're gonna keep this one. It's okay. That, yes, we are keeping that. I'm not. I guess, I guess 32 is when a girl becomes a lady. Well, uh, well, I, I, I'm the same age as you, so I, I think it's a, it's a shine, it's a sign of respect. If I call right. you a lady. I'm not All revealing right. mine if that's what we're doing, people. <laughs> so yeah, so if you follow her on Facebook, Instagram, her her videos with her charming nonna are just heartwarming. So Rosella, before we get into, you know, your relationship with your grandmother, uh, how did you uh, get into the whole atmosphere of like wanting to be in the, in the kitchen and want to be a chef and want to create such delicious, delicious uh, uh, meals? So, I mean, I never really aspired to be a chef or anything. Um, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated high school. I think like many people that graduate high school today, um, in 2005, when I graduated high school, I think people knew even less what they wanted to do. So um, I went to college to St. John's University and I majored in secondary education and, uh, and, and Italian literature. And that was kind of what everyone in my neighborhood did when they didn't know what the hell to do with their lives. Like they would just become <laughs> girl, young women would become Italian teachers because I could already speak Italian because being first generation Italian American, my parents taught me Italian as a first language actually. Mm. And, um, and I, I said, okay, I'll do that. And then maybe I'll figure it out. And then when I was, um, between my junior my, my sophomore and junior year, I was about 19, 20 years old. My, my dad said to me one night, because I was living with my nonna Romana, because it's Ita nice Italian girls do not dorm. If you guys didn't know that. You're not Absolutely. To dorm. It, was a, it was a bad situation. So yeah, yeah. I shared a bedroom with my nonna Romana from to, uh, 2003. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, the entire length of college for the, for the entire four years of college, I shared a bedroom mm -hmm. with her mm -hmm. and, um, I was living there and I was cooking every day because she cooked every day. And mm -hmm. one night my dad Vito came over and he asked me, Rusta, what do you <laughs> want to do? Right. And I said, I want to host a cooking show. Cause that's the greatest job in the world. And I didn't, I had no idea how ridiculous that sounded as that left my mouth because my whole life I had kind of moonlighted as an actress. My mom is an actress. Um, my mom was in the film Sleepers with Brad Pitt, Robert De Niro. Um, I had always been around the entertainment business, but even before she was a film actress, she had a prolific theater career. So, um, I just said, I, it just came out of my mouth. I was like, I'm going to be an act. I, I want to host a cooking show. Mm -hmm. And a few seconds later, he started laughing, and then my grandma started laughing, <laughs> and then a week later, he bought the web domain, cookingwithnona.com, and then we just started trying some stuff. I mean, we really didn't know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't even emphasize enough that when I started out, there was no Instagram there was barely YouTube, you know, content creators were not the same as they are today. So we really just started the process of how to become content creators. And um, we launched in June of 2009. So we are coming up on our 10 year anniversary oh, wow. um, very, very soon. So it's really exciting to see the community that we built out of Cooking with Nona. Mm -hmm. uh, quick question to follow up on that. Now, do you see there's an advantage of doing it your way, being a content creator and having this online empire? Um, is that an advantage to, you know, seeing things just appearing and disappearing oh. on TV? 
Totally. I mean, listen, if I, I could write a book about all the times that I was almost on TV in a, in a major capacity, like I could, I could really write about all the times that I had a manager or I had an agent or I had someone who brokered a deal that was going to get me my own show on this network or that network or whatever. But at the end of the day, you are the master of your own destiny when you are a content creator. I decide what Nona I shoot with and what and what recipe that I do and how I convey it and what language I use. And um, and I just I have complete control over my content. And uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that most people on the Food Network really don't have that luxury. It, it's That's very, true. very. this continue, um, magical continue, medium to work with but it's not really the case i mean apart from the massive exposure the quality of your work is much better controlled when you are the one behind it absolutely and mm-hmm. uh another thing I, I i have to i have to mention this because i was not familiar with you until my mother showed me uh your channel <laughs> And I, I would have to say she, she she's a big fan of yours and all your videos and everything. She always messages in, in the comment section. So she's a big fan of yours. So she wanted me, she wanted me to, to tell you that before or anything else. Oh, um, great. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not as much my demographic as, no, as probably no. your mother is. So. Oh, exactly. Because <laughs> it doesn't it, offend it, me at all. No, no, no. I, I totally get it. But but like I pick up little things that you make or your grandmother makes that what my grandmother used to make. And that's what the big thing is that like, Oh, I, I don't, I don't remember it like new Italian, new, new age Italian cooking, but I remember the old school way. And I think a lot of people who had their grandparents uh, watch them while their while their parents were working, you know, the Italian grandmother in the kitchen, you know, preparing lunch and dinner and all that stuff. All those recipes come back to you. It's kind of like, uh, a whirlwind of nostalgia through food. So that's actually really interesting because I just had a call with um, with someone like it in the industry about what they want me to do next. And what mm-hmm. they want me to do next is kind of like, you know, are you sure you want to keep doing this like slow food, you know, slow way of cooking? Maybe you want to do something a little bit more cutting edge. Maybe you want to like, you know, do like a keto cookbook or like an Instapot cookbook. And I'm like, what do you guys want from me? Like, I'm a Nona girl. Like, I can't just, I've never used an Instapot. I don't have an Instapot. Like, the Nonas don't have Instapots. I can't help you with that. Like, what do you want me to do? You want me to make a kale salad and tie it to a Nona? It's really not possible. There's no story. Like, what do you want? That's great. really um am a champion for this way of cooking because to me these things are all fads like i still don't have a microwave my mother said the microwaves were gonna kill us all (laughs) so i wasn't allowed to cook with microwaves i wasn't allowed to cook with instapots or anything so i really maintain this slow natural way of cooking and i do believe that no matter what everybody goes back to basics and even if you use an Instapot five days a week, there are two days a week that you don't and that you want to cook something that your no-no used to cook. You want right. to cook something that brings you back. Mm-hmm. And I really I really hold firm to those traditions because they're our traditions. And if we don't keep them up, everybody forgets. Absolutely. That's no, I, I think that's very well said. I, I'm not too sure. Uh, Rosella, what part of Italy are you from? So my entire family, um, my mom, my dad, my nonna, my husband's entire family is from the same village. Oh, I wow. know. Oh, wow. Pause for reaction. Everyone. <laughs> you know what? It's a lot more common than you think. I yeah. Say. You know, it's not so crazy because we've uh, all come from this one little place called Mola di Bari in, um, okay. in the heel of Italy, okay. in Puglia. And uh-huh. it's on the Adriatic coast. It's a little fishing village. But when everybody immigrated to the United States, everybody immigrated to the same area in Carroll mm-hmm. Gardens, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And then they immigrated from Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, to the same area in Bensonhurst. So everybody kind of knew each other. So it wasn't really that crazy that we all kind of stuck together. 
Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's that, that's great. No, we have here in Windsor and Essex County, we have the the Chicharro Club, and basically, that 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 membership is always filled because a, a lot of people uh, of from the from the Chicharro region uh, are living here in Windsor. So that's not, oh, that's, that's am- not- like Chicharro, like from the Sophia Loren movie, Two Women. <laughs> Yeah, that well, our 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 family is from the frozen known region uh, of the Calvi area. Oh, incredible! In my in my latest book, Cooking with Nona Holidays, I actually have a fabulous Nona from from that area. Her name is Nona Anita, and she told some amazing stories about you know how they had to kind of flee because of the Germans and everything, and how it wasn't you know all like hearts and flowers and everything. But it was she has insane memories from that time period i have like this one photo of her in the traditional church had a dress with the sandals and everything and yeah. she just has such amazing memories from that time of her life but she I, settled it, in the um the jersey city area okay all right so that's good so if i if i'm ever in the jersey city area i'll have a i'll have a res i'll have a relative somewhat yeah, just ring her bell yeah, and yeah, she'll sure. be like really <laughs> receptive. You want to play the pasta? Come on in. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know the cooking with Nona girl. And she'll be like, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So speaking of which, you, you, uh, you and Nona have done two books. Is, is there a third on the way? So the books are actually a product of myself, my Nona, and around uh, two dozen other Nonas that have contributed recipes. It's not just me and my Nona. My Nona's on the cover because, you know, she's my Nona and she's Beyonce. (laughs) But um, I actually include many Nonas when I do my books. Um, Is a third on the way? Um, I really hope so. We're kind of in discussions about it. I think people really liked the concept and uh and I, I i just hope so i hope that i get to write another book because it's i've been really blessed um the way i got discovered in terms of publishing is kind of the way that like a supermodel gets discovered at like mcdonald's so i don't take anything for granted the only reason that i'm a published author and not someone else that is more talented than me is that i am lucky like i really thank god every single day for um, what he has given me because I've been much more fortunate than other people are. Well, That's speaking true. of that, you're, you're doing a lot of different things. You're branched out a lot. I see you have culinary tours that you did last year. You just won an taste award in February. I did. So that's just I, more I, than being yeah. a publisher. You're doing a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel really bad because I've been doing the tours for six years, actually. Um, I won a Taste Award last year. It was my first Taste Award. It got kind of eclipsed because I got married. And even oh. when an Italian girl gets married, yes. it's like a big yes. deal. So yes. even like, yeah, I won a Taste Award in L.A. Not a big deal. I got married. I, got a, I had a shower. I had a wedding. I had all these things in the past 30 days. So forgive me. Like, oh. kind, kind of like adjusting to this new wife life yes you know, i t- i took it a little bit seriously because i am a true italian american and i've discovered that 95 percent of marriage is just asking your husband what do you want for dinner so, <laughs> that's great we're approaching the, the awesome. 30 day anniversary oh in like three days oh so boy. I'm, it's a big I'm still thing. fresh oh, very man. very so, yeah, a long so, way to go. Exactly. J- J- Jake, who is married to an Italian, he knows that's all correct. about that. That's, that's what, right. That, that's yeah, why. It's he's like, so why don't cool. you guys just say what you want for dinner? Why does it have to be this like dramatic guessing game that takes six it's hours? It's more, more fun that way, and we like being yelled at and with uh, with the <laughs> hand gestures. We love that. That's what attracts yeah, us. It's to just Italian. like I'm just gonna show up at your work and and be like, what do you want for dinner? Like just explaining. <laughs> Well, you, well, you say that, Rosella. It, it, now, it, is he pretty like when you ask him, uh, "What do you want for dinner?" Does he give you an answer, or is, a, or is a lot of hum and a ha? No, like I don't know. What do you? It's very do you vague. Want? Most yeah. of the, not, like most of the times, it's just a very vague. Like I don't know. You know, what do you want? And then like, <laughs> what do you? But uh, okay, I want this X Y Z. No, I don't want X Y Z. Well, what do you want? Throw, throw one of your cookbooks at him. Just like pick something. Yeah, you would think that would be easy, but. Yeah. 
I still struggle. The struggle is real, is my point <laughs> for every woman everywhere. It, it, exactly. I, I just I just want to get back to what we talked about. You got other recipes from other nonas. How did how did you reach out to the uh, are these all your friends nonas or the other members of the families and their nonas? So I get this question a lot. And the way that I find nonas is usually pretty organic. Um, I, in the beginning, in the very, very beginning of cooking with Nona, my mom, who was an actress, a playwright, a, everything, um, very, very social person, would just kind of reach out into her, um, into her big bag of friends and, and pull out like a Nona for me. But um, when I started writing the books, and I, it would be more um, specific, it would be more like, I need a Nona that can make this. So uh, yeah. we would kind of put the word out there. And then through word of mouth, just, I can't really describe it in any other way as if, uh, other than it was very organic. And I would say, I need a Nona to make the best um, parmigiana or the best chambella the best lasagna mm -hmm. and i would find them because they would kind of find me so i kind of always leave it that way like just yesterday um i needed a nona to make this one sicilian dish that was like a combination of fava beans and artichokes and peas it's a sicilian thing and i asked my friend whose mother-in-law is very Sicilian. She's not even Sicilian. Her mother-in-law is Sicilian. I was like, your mother makes this? Yeah, I'm coming over. And, <laughs> and I like go over there and I watch her and I write about it. I don't always film it because it's just, um, it's not easy for me to film everything all the time. I wish it really was, but it's easy for me to go there and to experience it and to write about it. And I feel like that's my, my strongest medium. Exactly. So now following on that, you watching uh, um, Nona's cook and learning from it. My mother-in-law, uh, old school, straight from Italy. They're they're from Calabria, and I got into it. I've been with my wife for about fifteen years, and I, I go there for Sunday dinner. Oh all the God time. bless you! I'm working I've fifteen a... hours over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we've 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 had a lot of lot of dinners over there, and I I cook and I like to copy certain things and some things. I can get on the block and make a good lasagna. I see how uh, they do it. I copy it, add my thing, my way to it. It's perfect. But do you find, like I do, certain things you just can't replicate that they do? Even Absolutely. You do the same, same ingredients, oh my same God. way of doing it, and it still doesn't come out exactly the same. 150%. I mean, in my, in my last book, I had this fantastic, beyond words, amazing human being. She, her name was Nonna Laura. She was 93 years old and she lived in Astoria and she was from the Abruzzo area. And she made this one cake, like a chiffon cake, like a, a, a chiffon cake. Um, I don't expect you guys to know exactly the ins and outs of a chiffon cake, but a chiffon cake is like whipped really, really well until it's super airy and stuff. And then it's, it's uh, baked in this angel food pan. It's supposed to be super high with the hole in the middle, like a bundt cake pan and stuff. So when I went to her basement in Astoria, it was absolutely magical. She had a vintage Coca-Cola bottle that she would like <laughs> turn the cake over on and rest it on. And oh, jeez. And, you know, she just, and she gave me her mixer that had like a 12 horsepower engine. I don't even know. This, like, <laughs> this mixer had like a Ferrari engine. You guys, like, I have no other words. <laughs> It's it it probably souped up by Tim Taylor. I don't know. I don't even uh, know <laughs> what this mixer was, but she was like, okay, you got to beat the eggs 10 minutes. You got to beat the other stuff 10 minutes. So I was like, okay. And I did it. And then we like baked it and it came out perfect. I tried it at home 17 times, came out awful. I don't to tell you, there is some magic that only works in her basement in Queens that makes this cake work. I could not make it work. I felt so bad. I couldn't put it in the book because it didn't work. And, you know, yeah, that is my life, basically. Oh, jeez. So I'm not <laughs> alone in this. That's some awesome. are only, I, I, I do have, you know, the sixth sense that is the Nona magic. And mm -hmm. some things only work by the Nona magic. What do you want me to tell you? That's awesome. Okay, good. So a professional admits that it's not me. No. <laughs> No. no, there is such Thank a thing you. as the Nona magic. And, awesome. you know, maybe I'll have it one day, yeah. but I don't have it now. And and if um, 
certain ladies have their own unless she was leaving something out then i don't know, about, <laughs> you know some of them do that you make it good but you're missing something but i'm not some gonna tell of, you that uh, some of them do that once yeah. in a while not all of them most of the ones that i worked with have honestly been very very good and very honest about yeah. about how they how they make things but um you know yeah there really is that just x factor that not everyone can um can quantify that's uh, ab- absolutely you're right my, my grandmother who uh, who passed away a few years ago she used to make um uh, uh pina which is also easter bread if those of you don't know and oh, sure. she, yeah so she, so she would always make it every easter you know before her health uh, uh turned on her uh but she would make it every year and, and my mother kind of took up the mantle of making that every easter and it was good but like you said it it wasn't the same like you said the nona magic obviously you know it 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 was good it wasn't as bad it wasn't bad but it wasn't as good as hers so i think every generation who tries to learn the same recipe is a little bit different right yeah i mean but you know it's not always a bad thing no Um, no. you know the fact that you can't get something like exactly like someone else's is not necessarily a bad thing i always tell people you know, you're you and you're going to have your own spin on something and your grandchildren will say, gee, I can't get this to taste just like my nonna's. Mm-hmm. So it, it all evolves is what I'm saying. Everything evolves. Our cooking evolves. Our traditional recipes, no matter what, evolve because a recipe is a recipe. You can write down a quantity. You can write down an amount. You can write down a step or whatever. But, you know, it really cooking just always depends on like the air that day you know the weather that day the uh vibe in the air the energy (laughs) it really is about that and a lot of people don't think that it is but it is if it's the amount of wine on the table (laughs) yeah i mean if you're having a great day you're having fun you're having good energy everything comes out good but then there are those days where nothing comes out good and it's not because you didn't follow a step or you use a different ingredient or whatever it's just one of those days <laughs> oh absolutely uh so we, we have a fun question lined up for you and you obviously being well advanced in different recipes and different dishes if you could pick one dish to eat for the rest of your life what would it be eggplant parmigiana with mortadella in it the way my grandmother <laughs> makes it Nice. Nice. That's well. I. You you know what? You answered that very fast. So obviously, have you had that question before? No hesitation. Um, I get that question a lot. Like, what's your favorite thing? Like, but you know, that's pretty much my favorite thing on the planet. Um, it gets a lot of pushback from like purists that insist that the only way to make a parmigiana is like the Neapolitan way with no meat in it and like you know, but. Um, the Pugliese way with like the thick batter, like the battered eggplant and like the layered parmi- uh, mortadella and, nice. and all that. That's, that's what I want. That's what I want. You know, if I'm going to like the electric chair, like that's what I want. <laughs> that's your, that's well, your final meal. I got you. And on, on that note, we, there is a main place to find you online for all of our listeners and it's cookingwithnona.com. Yeah. Well, can it's, you tell cooking... us a, it's, it's a beautiful website, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of good links on there. We're constantly redoing it. We just have, um, we just start, uh, opened a brand new uh, Shopify website that is labotegadalanona.com where we try and sell, you know, some of the ingredients because I developed some, uh, I'm super fortunate to live in the Brooklyn area. My husband, God bless him, is a purveyor of Italian food products. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm fortunate to cook with a lot of stuff that, is not available all over the country. So we just opened La Bottega de la Nonna that um, has most of the food products, like hard to find food products, like if you live in Idaho, whatever, that you can find and make your your recipes super Italian style. But cookingwithnona.com, I'm at Rosella Rago on Instagram, and I am Cooking with Nona on Facebook, where we have our largest following, actually. Wow. So, so you you do also a lot of book signings for your cookbooks. Is, is there any chance you're going to be coming to the Windsor area? Because I know there's there's our there's our, a lot of Italians that would love to meet you. In Canada. In Canada. In right Canada. Ac- yeah. Actually, right across fact, from Detroit. My brother used to live in the Windsor Ontario really? area. Where whereabouts? 
Um, he used well. He used to live in Windsor, Ontario, and now he lives on Vancouver Island with oh, his wow. lovely wife that is from Vancouver, that is from New Westminster, Vancouver. Um, so uh, I actually go to Canada quite a bit. I actually went to Canada for the first time for like a press tour in wow. this past November, which was amazing. We went to Toronto. We didn't go to Windsor to to Ontario, but um, right. we went to well. Toronto is in is in Ontario, no? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, but we didn't go to Windsor, but we got to go to Toronto. Listen, I don't make the rules over here. Like, <laughs> go where they tell me to go. Like, go to Canada. They just tell you where such... to go and where to show yeah. up. But it was such an incredible experience. Let me tell you, I mean, just the warmth that we felt in Canada. It was so cold outside, guys, but inside it was so friggin' warm. Like, everybody was like, Rosella, Nona, come over to our house tonight. No, come over to our house tonight. When we got to the airport, like, Nona was in a wheelchair. And and this one lady, I don't, her name was Francesca, and she was like, Nonna Romana, like she just knew Nonna and she was like, non ti preoccupi. It, it felt like Brooklyn in the 90s. Right. It really felt like that, like that sense of, um, of Italianita that mm-hmm. we don't have anymore here in Brooklyn. And it makes me very sad to say that, but we don't have it anymore. But in Toronto, in Toronto, Canada, you do have that. In Canada, I, I feel as a country, you kind of do still have that. Still that do. Whole, we still do have that locally. That mentality of we're Italian and mm. you're Italian and we're going to take care of you. That's right. And, That's... and it was incredible. It was such an incredible experience. Like, honestly, I went through the um, the TSA and um, I, I had to open my entire luggage. They said, open this luggage. And I had a book there. And I signed the book on the TSA line and I passed it through to her. And I said, Francesca, please take this from the bottom of our heart because in America, nobody would do that anymore for us. Right. It was such a meaningful thing. There were still that, little, little, bit, little differences between us and, uh, and the U.S. a little bit still. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked and I'm in awe of how well Canadians have held on to that. Even now, in 2019, where everything is so crazy. I mean, we're, I'm so grateful for the changes in technology, but it, things just seem so crazy. They're less simple. They're less, um, they're just less pure than they used to be. I mean, I used to, I used to live around the corner from 18th Avenue, and I used to walk on 18th Avenue and hear seven different dialects on the corner. And, um... And feel like I was in Italy, and we don't have that anymore. And in Canada, you kind of still have that, and I'm I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it, that's the thing about uh, Canadian Italian or Italian Canadians. We're a little bit more warmer, a little bit more receptive at, in keeping our culture the same as it was back in the old country. So that's why you see a lot of like different restaurants and little shops and. And places like that still do it the Italian way, that the way that they were brought up. You know, I think it's because you're farther away. I think because, <laughs> like, you're farther away and you appreciate it more, you know? <laughs> it may be cold here, but I, we're, we're, uh, we're warm with love, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I love Canada. I love my Canadian following. We have a huge following in Canada. I'm so grateful for everyone that follows us up in Canada, like it's, it's so, it's so amazing to see. I mean, you know, number one is always the East coast, like the, the New York mm. area, but number right. two is always Canada. Number three is always Australia, which amazes me beyond anything because it's so, so far away. But exactly. it's incredible to see that like the power of Nona has reached people in places that you just would never really expect. Absolutely. Just one last thing. Did you ever think that your Nana Romana would be such this big viral celebrity? Um, no, of course not. Not really. <laughs> I don't think she ever, even now that she is, she doesn't expect it either. She doesn't, she doesn't get it when I, when I try and put it to her in numbers, you know, Nana, yeah. you got 300,000 likes or this or that or whatever. <laughs> It, it makes no sense to her. When I got married, the designer that designed her dress, you know, reposted her, and it was it was a, a really nice little deal. She she just had no idea what the hell that meant. Like, 
She is Wakanda. She lives very much on uh, in her own little world on West Sixth Street and Avenue O on the corner, and and um, she just doesn't let it get to her. She she appreciates it. Like she loves that people watch her and that she's helping me watching like through them watching her she feels like she's helping me grow and i think that's where she feels happy because like she says tutta nella mia vita è per i figli e per i nipoti everything in my life is for my kids and for my grandkids oh, that's so beautiful she just she really appreciates if something can help us can if something can um can make us grow like our business or whatever but uh, in terms of like wanting to be famous she has no concept of that she doesn't ha- she has no idea how many people know who she is uh, it, and that and i think that's the beauty of technology and social media these days where you can introduce this whole new world to the older generations which they have never could comprehend before Absolutely. I mean, now she like she calls her sister in Italy on WhatsApp, and it's mm-hmm. like magic. It's yeah. it's incredible to her, to her. Like it's it's really beautiful to see, because um, when we go live, especially I go live a lot from her basement apartment where I used to live in, and mm-hmm. she's really um, when I try and tell her like how many people are watching at this time, mm-hmm. she just she's like, oh my god, but like I don't. <laughs> she realizes like a thousand people are watching you right yeah. now like yeah. I don't think she knows what a thousand people even look like <laughs> it's it, it's wild it, it, it's, it always brings joy to me when i see the older generation like you know they're, they're like a little kid when it comes to all this brand new technology it's great yeah but she really um she's really supernatural and super sweet and wonderful even when i take pictures of her she knows like you know do i put my pearl necklace on do i like (laughs) so she knows she she starts to understand certain things but it's very interesting to see that effect on someone um so much older you know and so much wiser in in so many ways but to see still the social media effect on them that's exactly. Well, Rosella, we want to thank you for joining us on the ADG podcast. Congre- congratulations on your success so far. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more to come. Uh, like Jake said, you can check her out at cookingwithnonna.com, Instagram, Rosella Rago, where you can find all her latest uh, videos and information about her books, her, her, her cooking tours, everything. You can find it out, out there. Uh, Rosella, any last uh, any last things you want to say before we end it? Just stay hungry, everybody. Perfect. Well said. Perfect. Very good. <laughs> Starving right now. <laughs> there you go. Go eat some That's pasta, always. guys. Hey, go call hey, your That's wife. all it is. Tell her That's what all you we got. That's all we got. Pasta uh, all over the place. Yeah. That, that, right, that, 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 was, that was a great a Thank you for showing up. Thank you so much. Of course. All right, Darren. That was fun. That now, was a, that was a great interview. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm so hungry. I know. <laughs> Starving. Exactly. All right. Now, let's finish this off with garbage person of the week. Now, this is going to be a little surprising because how we talk about um, our our in, uh, Canadian basketball team. Real happy boy. Our, they made our, it. But our our one and only Canadian basketball team. Yes. Now, my garbage person of the week is is the garbage person of the week for several reasons. So let's explain them. Drake, garbage person of the week, because well, you're starting shit and you're not even on the court. You're you're a fan with a lot of access to the team. Yeah. Let me put it nice and simply for you: if Toronto was not in the playoffs, you would be wearing a Golden State jersey. If Toronto and Golden State weren't in the playoffs, you'd be wearing a Milwaukee or another team's jersey mm-hmm. still at the game. Right. If any other team was in the finals, you would be wearing that team's jersey. Your closet is like the thrift shop of jerseys, <laughs> of, throwback, of throwbacks and current. Mm-hmm. You are the biggest bandwagon fan in the world. And there's proof of that online. 
So for you to be all Mr. Toronto, I don't buy it. Because as soon as if Golden State if Golden State wins, Mm -hmm. how quick is that jersey gonna swap for photo ops? Exactly. Mr. Drake. Uh, Drake came up from the bottom of Shoppers Drug Mart. (laughs) Is this week's garbage person of the week? That's fantastic. That's a great way. That that's a great way how you wrap it up. Just one thing I want to add is that if if you have a guy that's so dedicated to Raptors and Six and the OVO, whatever his clothing line is or whatever he markets. It, but And you have tattoos, permanent tattoos on your arm with Stephen Curry's and Kevin Durant's numbers. Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? Like, I, I understand they're your friends and they're your boys that you, you know, not in a basketball capacity, but like... They showed a picture of him wearing like a um, uh, armband over that, covering them up. But, but yeah. we all know you have them. Yeah, I would recommend our last previous show with about laser removal of facial tattoos. Yeah, apply some of that. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and a couple of episodes we talked about the Drake curse, right? Yes. Uh, him being at the Leafs game and the Leafs lost. Um, it, the, the Drake curse uh, struck again. I don't know if you're aware of this, Jake. Um, there was a huge boxing match that took place at, in Madison Square Garden on the weekend. That's right. On the past yes. Saturday, uh, um, Anthony uh, Anthony Joshua, the, the reigning heavyweight champion of the world, from yeah, from right. in, from England, comes over England, to yes. yeah comes over from uh, England to fight. In America's first ever American match on American soil, going up against uh, the short, little, pudgy Mexican fighter. They, that who, they is a, who, by the, who is a three-time world champion? He uh, has three belts. Yeah, he, well, yeah. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He, 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 I think, I think he only had one belt. I think he just. Oh, okay. Well, he won all. He has four now. He has four now because he knocked. He knocked this guy out. It was four times. He knocked him down four times. Four I just times. watched the fight, and, 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 and they called they call him the Mexican Rocky Balboa, which I thought well, okay. was hilarious. Okay. When I watched the fight, and and yeah. this guy is just swinging. He's just he swinging. Was, he was coming after him like it's, a bulldog. Yeah, he's just swinging. Nothing technical about him. He's just going out there, just swinging. Yeah. So like, that was but, interesting. It was an interesting yeah, fight. But but you see it like. Like, tell me that wasn't Apollo Creed and Rocky going at it. Because the, the, the Joshua guy, he was <laughs> 6'5", and he had the reach, he had the height, he had everything. Yeah, and then he's this, he this short little chubby guy was just coming in, he's hitting <laughs> them with combinations, and then knock him down. That's, that's um, true, that's true. It, 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 it was oh, honestly one of the most Drake entertaining... It, exactly, it was one of the most entertaining boxing matches I've seen in a long, long time. I can't wait yeah. to see that. And speaking of the Drake curse, to finish this off, yeah. Hopefully that those tattoos on his arm come to bite him, <laughs> and Toronto actually wins. And well, I, game, I know game seven. I, yeah, exactly. Sure. I I know this is gonna be out of date by the time that we release this episode, but Toronto is currently up thirty to twenty-one. So we'll see well, what happens. They're off to a good start. We'll yeah. see. Very good. Very good. Oh well, this was a fun episode. This All episode. Right, this episode made made me hungry. So. Yeah, I know, right? It's all right. So for the uh, ADG podcast, I'm Jacob. And I'm Darren. And we are ADG. Bye.